How to heal a heartbreak. My name is Florence Barkway and you might know me from the Fucks Given podcast and Come Curious. I hope that you all have had a really, really good week and that last weekend's episodes have helped you in your healing process and your healing journey in some kind of way. I'm really excited about this weekend. I've got some very exciting guests. I mean, they're exciting for me. Um, So I am getting my mum on today's episode. She has never done a podcast before. And there is nothing quite like motherly advice, especially when it comes to love, romance, heartbreaks, relationships. My mum is a massive romantic. She always has been. She's been the core and the centre of my world and my family for my whole life. And I think with her sort of the way that she is with um, seeing everything through like a romantic eye, it's definitely something that I have learnt from her. So I I always really relate and resonate with her advice. And I think it's really important to get advice from parents as well, because they have been here. They have been doing this. They've been doing this for a lot longer than we have. So they've had a lot more life experience. And I think we can always learn something from the older generation. So my mum is currently single. She was in a relationship for a huge number of years with my father, um, who they met when they were 25 years old and they separated. I can't remember how old they were. I remember how old I was when they separated. I was 21 and I am 29 now. So quite a long time ago now, there has been a lot of like ups and downs with the end of their relationship and it's been hard for the whole family not even not even just them but um especially them if it was hard for the rest of us then it was definitely extremely hard for them so having known my mum's history and her past with relationships I felt like I really wanted to sort of dig deeper into that and ask her how she got over the heartbreak of not just a relationship and her like what she saw as like her one true love um, and romantic partner but the heartbreak from the family dynamic being split and broken Um, and that's a whole other type of heartbreak So talking to my mum, I'm hoping to get some advice that I'm going to find super, super comforting, super relatable and also sort of realistic and practical. I feel like this is the kind of advice that we get from the people that we are closest to and they're the ones that know us best. So when they give us advice, you know that that it's coming from the heart and you know that it's coming from a place where they know that this is going to benefit you because they know you, um, which is why it is so important to reach out to your friends and family. So I can't wait to introduce you all to my mother. This is your first ever podcast. Yes, it is. How are you feeling? A bit silly, really. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm feeling silly too. (laughs) So we're talking about heartbreak. 
which I feel like I've been bombarding you with questions with about for months now. (laughs) I've just got to remember what I said. I know, you gave some really good advice. Or did you? Probably. (laughs) I normally do. (laughs) I feel like your advice is always very... It's like exactly what you want to hear, though. That's what mum's advice is like. Although I do try and remember back to the feeling and I suppose what I would want to hear, maybe. Or also trying to protect you. Yeah, that's the thing, is that Mm. I think mother's advice... Is protective. Yeah. Because you wouldn't go in like, oh, he was an arsehole. How dare he? unless he was. Yeah, but you're not like that. No. No, I wouldn't have said that. Because clearly, whoever's hurting you, you feel something for. So, yeah, I wouldn't say he was an asshole. No, you'd be more like... You'd say something that I would want to hear as well. Mm-hmm. That protects me and protects my little heart. Yes. <laughs> Although also tries to get you to think in a realistic way. I suppose. Yes. Also, there's stages of these things. Depends what stage you are at mm-hmm. initially. That's something that I've really, really noticed, actually, through this heartbreak, is that there's been... It's almost like the stages of grief. I was just going to say that. It is grieving. Yeah. I And that's something, I guess, it's nearly three months ago that this happened and I think I've gone through quite a lot of the stages now mm-hmm. I think the first one is um disbelief probably. yeah not like what is it not admitting that it's... not admitting that it's real and kind of pretending that it's not actually happening yeah and then the second one is the realization and anger that comes with the realization I think that comes quite late anger and the realization do you think mm. well it took two months for me to feel angry mm. and then after the anger just comes pure sadness yeah and lots of tears yeah and depression because it really doesn't <laughs> it really doesn't sink in for a long time no it doesn't because you it takes a while for you to realize that your life has just changed quite a lot also, you don't realise to begin with the repercussions of these things. No. At the beginning, it's just the actual relationship, but you don't realise how that affects everything in your life, really. Yeah. Yeah, you suddenly, like, slowly start realising all the things that that person was to you, like, including, like, support and everything. Mm. How do you feel when... I come to you with a broken heart. <laughs> Your little daughter. Well, obviously, I hate you being in pain. I got it. Your pain is my pain. I feel it. Um, equally, I know that it's a something we all have to experience at one point or other, and it, mm. it's part of how we grow and. It shapes our personalities and helps us learn a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I guess I've come to you with like a couple of different things in the last year because obviously there, there was the first like big breakup 
with my ex of four and a half years. And I remember when I was going through like the confusion of like what was potentially going to be the breakup. And I called you up and you were like, I was feeling really, really off this week. I knew something was wrong. Yeah, I think I generally know when there's something going on with you. I don't know how, but... You do? Yeah, you, just... you feel it, you sense it. I do sense it. But that's really weird. Did you sense... Actually, I remember when this relationship ended with Quarantine Bay. I think I had been crying that whole weekend when it was ending. And I think I said something to you and you were like, I was wondering why I was feeling really, really sad this weekend. Well, it was a day, when it was happening to you, it was a day I was painting my stairs and I kept crying and I didn't know why. I was thinking, what on earth is wrong with you? And going through all the things that were happening to me and I was thinking, well, I'm fine with that. What is wrong with you today? And then you told me the next day. That is so weird. It's like a mother's sixth sense. Well, if you are a mother, you do feel like you're attached with some invisible thread to your children. I can't explain it other than that, really. That's quite spiritual. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you must have felt some heartbreaks in your life as well. How, like, do you feel like you've learned a lot from the experiences that you've gone through and that that would um, change the way you would give advice to your daughters? The time I really felt where that I understood what a broken heart was, was when your dad, I knew he really was going to go. And I don't think I felt that before. I felt sad and disappointed and all those things, but not in pain like that. Yeah. And I remember standing in the kitchen thinking, oh, my God, now I know why they say your heart is broken because it feels feels like like it it really is. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. Up until then, I just thought it was something you heard in sentimental songs that didn't really mean anything (laughs) like rom-coms yeah Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it felt like your heart was actually broken yeah I think like this time for me as well like I think I realized that this is the first time I've actually experienced a proper heartbreak because when I look back on it I dumped most of my boyfriends when I was younger and this is like the first time it's been really like cut off from something that I had no idea it was going to happen. So I was not prepared in the slightest. And it's completely different to when I broke up with um, my ex long, long term partner, because that was that was different. We'd like lost our connection a long time ago. And then the breakup was more of a grieving of the future life that I, like, kind of built for myself. Yeah, I really understand that. I think you were asking me earlier, or were surprised that it had taken this long for me to feel that. Yeah. And when I... You're in your 60s. And when I think about that, it's partly because I was... um, obviously with the same person for 27 years. Yeah, you met when you were 25. And I also was taken completely by surprise by it. Mm. 
and I also had finished all my previous relationships myself yeah it's not nice actually when suddenly you're not the one in control exactly (laughs) (laughs) is it that that hurts I don't think so I think it probably is a mixture of that because it's it must it hurts your pride as well because you're like oh shit I wasn't the one that ended this I'm not in control and also I think the surprise element because you were thinking your life was one thing when it clearly was something Mm. different yeah what did it feel like when you were going through that heartbreak for the first time agony painful shocking and but it not only for myself because then obviously we had a family so I had to worry about that as well yeah, and you too. Girls. You didn't have such a selfish heartbreak. <laughs> no, your heartbreak was a heartbreak for a relationship, like love and a family. Yeah, and the heartbreak was for the loss of the family, also. Yeah, and in fact, after all this time, that's the thing that hurts most. Yeah, and I have to say the one of the worst days of my whole life was when you two were told really yeah yeah me and my sister kind of expected it though for a long time well not for a long time we kind of knew something was happening and in fact it was going on for a year probably after he told me and I was trying to persuade him wait so he said that he was leaving and then you stayed together for a whole year yeah well I tried to persuade him did you mad. feel the heartbreak from the moment that he said it he was going to leave? Or did you no. not feel it until you knew for sure? To begin with, I didn't believe it. it, I, it I sort of... In complete denial. ...laughed like, what are you talking about? I just didn't believe it. I thought it was one of those conversations that we could sort out by talking. But when the heartbreak came, how did you deal with it? And like, how did, like, how long did it take? Are you still heartbroken? No, I'm not. (laughs) It, well... Because it feels like when you're heartbroken that you're never going to get over it. Like, it feels, it's that sort of pain that you're like, I'm never going to not feel this pain. When people say to you, Time heals. Oh, that's you! I know, and you think, oh, no. (laughs) Don't say that to me. (laughs) Yeah. But it really does. How long do you think it took you to get over your heartbreak? The problem with my situation was, I think while, while he was leaving and we were telling you to, all that fallout was happening, it was going on still. And then... My situation happened was taken over by other events all at the same time. So yeah, you know, with grandma getting ill, having to deal with that, and grandpa, grandpa. So a lot of major things happening. Yeah, there. That's that's kind of funny, I guess, because well, not actually funny at all. Obviously, that's a really horrible <laughs> thing to say. But I mean, like the pandemic that's going on now, like having to deal with 
other things as well as a heartbreak is crazy so like anyone that listens to this podcast it will probably still be this time when there's a pandemic and if you're going through a heartbreak and this like global crisis or any other sort of like grief or stress or uncertainty it almost heightens the heartbreak even more because you end up I guess focusing on that pain rather than dealing with all the other stresses in your life yeah definitely I think particularly this pandemic has heightened everybody's whatever they're going through everyone's anxieties about yeah everything that's happening in their lives yeah I mean, the fact that your heartbreak was coupled with a divorce, which we all know is probably one of the worst things that people go through in life. Yeah, it really was. And your divorce was not a neat one. No. I, I had to stop myself looking at my emails after five o'clock and things. I had to be really strict with myself. Oh, yeah. Tips. <laughs> what did you do to, like, alleviate the pain and, like, help yourself through the heartbreak and stress? Obviously, talk to friends, having to walk the dog. Yeah, um, structure. Definitely structure. Did Um, you ever have any days where you just felt like watching TV, staying in bed and eating ice cream all day? I have never done that. (laughs) (laughs) Never. (laughs) There's always too much to do. What was the worst part of the heartbreak for you? I I very stupidly always thought that we were meant to be together in that sort of romantic nonsense oh, way. Oh yeah. And I I I suppose I just didn't it didn't register properly for a long time that it was happening. The worst parts of it were telling you to was agony. Seeing yeah. your faces I will never ever forget that um the day in court was horrific and then after that everything is just easier and easier yeah so once you get over those like big hurdles and those that's kind of like i guess for people going through a heartbreak that doesn't revolve around family and divorce yeah it's a lot more simple the thing with yours is that you're you had a equally romantic vision yeah. of what planning what you thought your life could be like. Yeah. And that's well, what's hurting. Yeah, that's what we have in common that we're really romantic. And I had um with Quarantine Bay, because he slid into my DMs on Instagram, and from that first message that I got from him, I had this, like, feeling that uh, that I was supposed to meet him. It was very weird, because I don't reply to many of my DMs, especially from, like, guys that slide into my DMs. But there was something... I thought you meant he tried your shoes on for a minute. <laughs> No, yeah. DMs, direct messages on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. It was different. So, yeah, I had this notion, well, I had this feeling when I first saw his message that I was like, this, like, I need, like, this person means something. 
and I'm going to reply. And then, like, I just always had this feeling that they meant a lot to me and, like, that something was going to come of this first message. And then we didn't even, like, the conversation didn't even start, like, right from there. Like, we, we messaged a couple of times in January and then it took until, like, the beginning of... um quarantine and lockdown and stuff in March that's when we started chatting again when he came back from tour and then from there we just didn't stop talking because we had like our first like video date and then it always just kind of felt like it was this weird romantic thing of this person is in my life for a reason the thing is you're not wrong because you did click really well with this person so you weren't wrong with those feelings no and whatever's happening, yeah. I do think is happening for a reason. We just don't know yet what that reason what is. What the reason is. It's It could be as simple as a life lesson and shaping future maybe I needed, events. Yeah. Maybe I needed my heartbroken. Maybe the reason for me meeting him was to make this podcast. But I don't think so. I still have, like, that thought in my mind that there was something unfinished there. But I think that's why the heartbreak is so bad. Mm. Because, but that is the romantic notion of it all. And I think it all got built up a lot as well because of it being, like, a falling in love in lockdown. Which is romantic. It's very romantic. Seeing each other when we weren't supposed to be seeing each other. It was like this whirlwind teenage love affair. Yeah, which are the most exciting. They are. My friend said to me that she didn't believe that intense feelings like that and intense romances ever work in relationships. But I don't know how much I agree with that because I feel like I would want to have that passion and that romance in a relationship and like that's what you would strive for yeah I'm not sure that's true but you know relationships can happen in a very slow burny way apparently but you would always hope to have that whirlwind passion in the beginning wouldn't you yeah but, but I do know people that haven't had that and they're still together what with all that love and passion though comes pain I think. I don't think you can have all that positive energy without the negative side. Which was quite interesting. Like, I don't think, like, there was nothing bad in the actual relationship that we had together. But obviously, if you have that intense a feeling, that if if something goes wrong, it's going to feel twice as bad. Yeah, exactly. I think you can't ever feel one without the other. You can't be happy without being sad as well (laughs) you can't be happy all the time yeah what's your motherly advice for heartbreaks what if I came to you now and like like I did right at the beginning of the heartbreak actually to be fair I could just come to you right this second because I'm still going through the waves like we were even talking about it at the beginning of this week I think you just you have to you have to understand that time will heal. <laughs> that fucking thing. No, I wouldn't actually say that. <laughs> but you know that painful things do 
they don't ever disappear they get easier to cope with yeah and you have to realize it's not about something that's bad about you it's just something that's not ready to happen for whatever reason timing yeah fate and all that and there's really no point in forcing a relationship no never even though you get on really well Mm -hmm. if someone isn't a hundred percent on board in the same amount of desire as you yeah because you've got to grow together parallel very true two broken people can't make a fixed one absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) but what about like physical tips like say obviously I was having a really bad week last week and quite a lot of the pain that I was feeling was to do with the heartbreak and that's why you're here today it's because you came up to help me but like what are the physical things that we can do from a mother to all the little daughters out there and all the little sons that are going through heartbreaks right now what would you like say in that nurturing way I would say be kind to yourself don't beat yourself up about what you should have done or what you should be doing or anything exercise go outside get fresh air keep busy do things you like doing see people that you like Mm-hmm. Maybe not for long, long, deep discussions, but for light-hearted half-an-hour meetups or and watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, I would not advise laying in bed all day eating ice cream. No, because that makes you feel bad. Yeah, the more I think for me, the more I'm by myself, the more those feelings come, and then the more. I'm by myself I'm thinking and then that's when you want to like reach out back out to that person but then when you talk to them that just brings up all the memories again and then you end up going through sort of waves of the same heartbreak again because you're like exactly oh this is what I missed exactly yeah but I think what we've been doing which was just finding more structure and organizing things it's a really positive thing to do sort of reorganizing your life like a new like almost like a spring clean of your of your life yeah so spring clean of your surroundings Mm -hmm. your life your schedule for the weeks and keep busy and see lots of people you like and do lots of things that you like doing yeah and eat well definitely eat well don't be hard on yourself I think it's quite a big thing because I think a lot of the time when we come out of relationships like that, it makes, it does make you feel worse about yourself and you obviously start thinking, oh, like, they're not with me because I'm not good enough. Exactly. You get really critical about yourself, about the way you look, about the way you behave, everything. And it's, that's just not healthy and it's not true in most instances. It's not. Yeah, I think from most heartbreaks, you can take a sort of self-improvement from it. Definitely. And that's the best way to sort of move on from it. Definitely. And I know if you, I know personally, if I've exercised properly, I'm eating properly and I'm out in fresh air, 
I feel yeah. better about myself. Definitely. And if I think, oh, I just can't be bothered to eat properly, I'm stuffing myself with pizza and ice cream, I don't feel good. Yeah. And you know what's good about how you basically just need someone to keep you accountable as well. And that's what mums can be really good at. Or, like, if you are having that... I was having that really miserable day last week and I just called you and we were on the phone for four hours. Can't believe that. I know. Insane. (laughs) (laughs) But you need to find whoever in your your life, whether that is a family member or a friend, you need someone that's going to keep you accountable for getting on with everything, I think. Definitely. And I think you shouldn't mind phoning people whenever you feel like it because yeah you need to find your support network definitely and I guess what I have to keep telling myself is that just because one person has broken your heart doesn't mean that someone else is going to as well and that there are always more people out there millions of people out there (laughs) (laughs) there are millions of people I loved recording that with my mum so, so much and listening back to it makes me feel so happy, so happy. It's just so like genuine and honest and it is that really like comforting discussion and I hope that you all um, got something out from from it as well. I know that I probably got more out of it because it's someone that's related to me, but I think it's always really nice to get an insight into family discussions. And I think also it's quite hard to have these open discussions with your family sometimes. Like I hadn't really asked my mum any of those questions before and I didn't really know the ins and outs of like how she actually felt when she was going through the divorce. Um, And that because that was something at that age where I kind of I didn't want to know about it because I was just like I just need to get on with my life and not think about it and like really pushed all those emotions away and yeah I wasn't it's hard to be there for your parents um heartbreaks and breakups and stuff when you're finding it so difficult yourself to even deal with what's happening to the family life so it was really really nice to have that open discussion with my mum about her own experience and I really hope that that her experience there resonates with um, more people as well that might not be going through just a heartbreak but a heartbreak and a divorce and stuff to do with family Um, I think that's a really important part of heartbreak to um, address because it can be so much more serious and so much bigger in terms of other things that you have to sort out of your life. Like it comes with divorce, it comes with lawyers, it comes with court dates, it comes with moving like from your family, long time home, it comes with like the biggest changes and to get tips from someone that has gone through all of that is, I think, super, super important. 
I also love how me and my mum feel the same things. Whenever I'm going through like a really hard time, she knows. Like she will just be there in the emotions with me. And I think that is a crazy magical experience that you have with your mother. And I think only your mother, really. And I know we were joking about this saying, but I think it is good to go back to the age-old saying of time will heal all because unfortunately it is fucking right it's so right like I think as well as doing all the tips and stuff that we're getting from this podcast we do have to really know and understand and be there for that saying because things will get better day by day they will get better It's also quite funny how me and my mum had so many parallels um, with the way that we deal with relationships, with the whole romance of it all and stuff. And I think a lot of people out there can probably relate. And I, I don't know whether like we feel this way because of media and like always growing up with romantic films and TV shows. And we like the portrayal of relationships and romance is always highly highly romanticized and makes you feel like things happen for a reason that we have our soulmates that all of these things are meant to be and I think when we start breaking that down um, we have to shatter that illusion because after all it is just an illusion um no one's ever meant to be together I think I think people can come across connections that are better and greater than other connections that you will make in your life. But I don't think that there's ever really, like, we should never really romanticise things because it means that we will ultimately be putting and projecting that story and that narrative on a relationship that might not even deserve that like it might not be that story and we can't live our romantic relationships through a made-up unrealistic uh narrative um I think that's so important to recognize and I I definitely still need to deal with that um like when I was saying that I felt like I was supposed to meet this person part of me is like yeah well obviously you were supposed to meet meet them like I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I hadn't have met that person and if that heartbreak hadn't happened I wouldn't be here today recording this episode that some people might find like really really helpful in their own heartbreaks and there is definitely a part of me that's like well that is the reason that I went through this because I needed to make this, I needed to be here um, with you all on your journeys. I just wanted to go over some of my mum's practical tips as well, because I thought they were really, really good actually, Um, especially when she was like, I just didn't look at my emails after 5pm. I think we could all take this into account when it comes to social media, because it's so easy like when you finish work to just scroll and scroll and scroll look up the x what are they doing um or like check your own stories are they watching my stories are they commenting are they 
Are they liking my photos? Are they seeing my photos? That's toxic and that is behaviour that we cannot feed into. So maybe try make a curfew for your own social media, especially if you're going through like the real thick of it. Block them. Block them and it doesn't mean that you won't ever like have them on your profile again. Like just block them for now. And you could even let them know that you are blocking them. Like, I just like, I just can't see you on my social media at the moment because I'm finding it damaging. So I'm going to block you, but hopefully I'll be able to unblock you maybe in a month. Also, she was talking about having structure. And I think this is really important. And I think also very hard to do right now, though, because we're all working from home. But we need to find structure. So whether that is waking up, doing yoga in the morning, going on a walk or like walking the dog or even like making that coffee in the morning and then sitting down for work or making sure that you have a bath in the evenings or some sort of structure. And we all need to be kind to ourselves. Oh my God, how much do we really judge ourselves during these times? Like, I feel like, especially when I was going through the parts of the heartbreak, where, which I wrote in my journal for the first episode, I was really hard on myself. Like, you crazy bitch. Like, what the fuck were you doing? And like, why were you acting like that? Like, you psycho. And none of this none of these words that I was saying to myself were positive in the slightest. Um, And this is something that I've actually taken on board recently is to be kind to myself and also just to pamper myself and do things that are good for me and that make me happy. So going out and getting my nails done, getting a haircut, um, buying new bath stuff, buying new moisturiser doing things that make me feel really good about myself. Like the nails thing for me, like I always feel like a badass bitch when I have my nails done. So I like that's a strong and powerful position that I think we all need to be in after a heartbreak. So go get something, like whatever makes you feel like that badass bitch, then go and do that. And don't lay in bed all day. (laughs) my mum I can't believe she's never done that how has she never just laid in bed all day and ate ice cream I definitely definitely did that and you know what I think if you feel like you need to do that you can you need to do that you just need to do it do it I'm okay with it I'm not going to tell you not to do that actually um but I just think if it's becoming a little too extreme that's when you need to be like actually no I I don't want to do this anymore for me like the first time that I laid in bed like all week it got to a point on Sunday so I was like there from Monday (laughs) got to Sunday I was like I'm actually really bored of being in my bed now I need to move and that's when I sort of did like a spring clean like root like really cleared my space and really organized my life again and that's how I really felt like I was getting back on track and also just to reiterate like seeing people and seeing friends and talking to friends reaching out to people I know that we've spoken about this on previous episodes but it's such an important one it is so important to keep social because if we are on our on our own like with our own thoughts then we will only be thinking about the person that broke our hearts like we need to be talking to people we need to be with people that are making us feel happy Tell me you were cold, but it don't feel right. I miss you in my arms, but I'll sleep in a lonely night. 
I really hope that you all enjoyed that episode with my mum. I definitely really enjoyed recording it and I'm really happy that I actually have this podcast in the ether so I can always go back and listen to me and my mum having this conversation. If you want to know a little bit more about my mum, my mum is a graphic designer and you can actually follow her on Instagram if you like. It is at Jane B Design. And of course, if you want to hear more from me, I'm all over Instagram at Florence Bark. B-A-R-K. And you can also find me on Twitter at Florence Curious and obviously all over Come Curious if you want any sex, relationship, body, mental health advice, go follow us on Come Curious. In tomorrow's episode, I will be talking to some of my closest, dearest friends, Lou Jasmine and Teo. And they are going to talk a little about their own experiences with heartbreak and also that friend advice, that advice that we all know the best, the advice from our friends, that realistic, practical, that kind of sometimes a little bit blunt and harsh advice. Um, So I really hope that you're going to enjoy tomorrow's episode and I will see you there. Actually, maybe bring your notebook. If you haven't already been taking notes during these episodes, someone actually wrote in to me saying that they had been taking notes and that made me so happy. So thank you to anyone that is listening along and taking notes. I love you so much. And yeah, I really hope that you are all being kind to yourself and make sure you're giving yourself a hug cuddle a little toy wrap yourself up in a blanket and make sure you are warm and giving yourself lots of love and attention and doing nice things for yourself and healing your hearts please see you tomorrow everyone I was in